pathology as a topic, it's just like, that's what pathology is. And I reached out, you know, to my, the, you know, a guy who taught pathology, he was a pathologist at MSU. And um, he became a huge mentor to me, I think, during my internship. And, uh, you know, when I kind of expressed my thoughts to him, probably about, you know, a, I don't know, however many, probably a month and a half or so, a month or so after uh, the match back in 2022, he said, you know, Casey, you can do pathology as residency, right? I was like, you can. I didn't know that. Welcome to the People of Pathology podcast. I'm Dennis Strank. On this podcast, we explore pathology, laboratory medicine, and forensic science. So how do you know when you've chosen the right medical field for yourself? Well, there are probably a lot of reasons, but a few are you're passionate about the work you're doing, you're excited about the work you're doing, and you like to get other people interested in your field. All of those qualities describe today's guest. Dr. Casey Shuko is a pathology resident, and we're going to talk about how that happened. He's also a podcaster, and we're going to talk about how that happened. And we'll talk about the ways that he tries to spread the word about pathology. All right, here's Dr. Casey Shuko. I want to go through like your your path into pathology, but let's start kind of before that even. Like what, what was your inspiration to go to medical school in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of funny. The, uh, throughout college, right, I think the number one thing that I really thought of was like making it to the NFL, right? I played football at a small D2 school and, and uh, I, got to tr- I got to train with NFL guys, you know, when I was in high school going through, a, you, know, you know, camp and summer training and all this stuff. And uh, had a couple of injuries, you know, worked my way up to a full scholarship, worked my way up to be a starter, worked my way up to getting a lot of playing time. And the long story short of it is, was that NFL was not going to really become, I think, a realistic reality for me. So in the last like, couple of years of undergrad, I started really thinking, well, man, what am I really interested in? You know, if, you know, if football just doesn't pan out for me, right? And uh, it was like science. You know, I was a huge fan of biology, chemistry. I majored in biochemistry and uh, I liked helping people, right? And, uh, you know, I did some research stuff. I, I, I shadowed some physical therapists, uh, did some stuff in the hospital with some doctors. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just like one of those light bulb moments, you know, something that's kind of clicked that, you know, I got to be around people somehow. I got to be learning about how you help others. I got to be learning about, you know, what, what's this medicine thing, right? I learned about the body as a football player. And I feel like it's just one of those where it just all comes around. So, and, you know, applying for med school, got accepted in the MSU, you know, the College of Osteopathic Medicine. And, man, here we are five years, no, six years, however many years later at this point since the start of it all. But it's it's been a blast. No, it's been a blast. Okay. Then, and like, you, you mentioned the football. Well, first of all, what, what position were you? I was I was a defensive tackle okay. uh, slash nose guard. Yeah, I was. A, I, I kept I kept the weight back in Hillsdale. You know, I couldn't knees and ankles couldn't yeah. could handle it for too much longer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Now, th- then, going into medical school, like you mentioned, uh, kind of looking at physical therapy, which makes sense coming from kind of the sports world. What about like orthopedics yeah, stuff like that? Did you look at that as a specialty? You know, no, I, I, I thought about and And once I kind of like went into medical school and I started kind of going through the, uh, the decision making process of like, what do I want to do like doctor wise? I think I think just looking at it on paper, it made sense. Right. Um, you know, athletes, you know, bones and joints and all that stuff. But there is it's 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 just, you know, quite frankly, the, the life 
of it just wasn't for me. I just, I, I couldn't see myself. The passion wasn't there, but I think that's something that's been kind of exciting. I think and, and as I've made my way into pathology and into podcasting, and I think in getting to a point where I think I have those interests kind of in line, you know, bones and soft tissue, bones and joints, musculoskeletal system. It's, it's kind of now made its way, I think back into there. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, I know we could talk about it more, but it's 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 been interesting. But yeah, long story short, it just it, that orthopedics just wasn't for me. It, it, but but I, I still have my interests there in bone, joint, soft tissue, all that stuff. Now in kind of a different way of things, which I think hopefully can still help others with my interests or what have you. That's interesting. I didn't make that connection uh, just, you know, listening to your podcast and sort of knowing what I knew about you before. But that makes perfect sense that you would go into bone and soft tissue. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about like other specialties? I mean, were there any others that that you were looking at? Yeah. So, and and so it's interesting. Um, So the, and some people know us and, and, and for those who don't, uh, I actually initially applied dermatology and it, you know, it's funny. I was that type of person where I really entered, I entered medical school. I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I knew I wanted to do I know, medicine. That's kind of where it ended up for me. And uh, But I never really had my passion set like, like oh my gosh, I'm going to be this. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be this. I mean, shoot, I didn't figure out pathology until after I graduated med- medical school and then started internship, you know. But uh, I applied dermatology the first time around. And a lot of the reasoning for that was, is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bald, right? And, uh, you know, growing up, I actually always had a lot of like kind of like self, you know, uh, self body image, self image, self esteem, you know, okay. I think that I think issues, right. And it was one of those where I kind of I, 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 I think I, I understood I think that part of, you know, concerns, I think a lot of people just do inherently have you no know, issues of the skin diseases of the skin and kind of understanding a lot of the, you know, the, 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 the medical um, no, this or medical aspects of like systematic diseases and how they present to the skin and and, uh, you know, they can also affect the joints too. And just it's, and it was a visual, you know, it's visual, it's interesting. But, you know, as I kind of went through the dermatology, you know, you know, application process and the match just kind of was what it was, I took a big step back from everything. And then, and, 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 you know, I put everything back on the table and, uh, you know, kind of reevaluated my interests, you know, and uh, I, I loved understanding how disease processes work just in general throughout anywhere in the human body, right? That's how I think pathology really started to come to be, you know, again, kind of bringing things, you know, back, back full circle here. And as I've kind of dived into, you know, you know, pathology, a good amount over my internship. And I think now I'm starting to really hit the ground running with pathology residency here. You know, you know Dermpath has now started, it's, it's really made its way back, as well as going on soft tissue pathology. And I think something that was nice is that the soft tissue aspect itself, it's something that really, I think, kind of connects both organ systems, both, you know, systems within pathology pretty extensively, right? So you have, you know, the deep dermis, you have the subcutaneous tissue, you know, diseases that work their way from bone to skin, and honestly, vice versa. So it's, it's hopefully what I'm saying is making somewhat coherent sense, but in my it brain, yeah. it's, it's somehow, it's somehow made its way around to this whole skin, soft tissue, bone. And those are kind of my experiences that have led up into where I am right now and my interest today. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, how did, because you said that you, you didn't apply to pathology till you finished medical school. Like how did, how did you kind of come around to pathology? Like, like what was the spark there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess after the, after I initially applied for medical school, or after the match, um, found out that I ended up in an internship. It was just one of those. It was a difficult process, right? I think for anyone you go through medical school, you think I'm going to match, and I felt it behooved me just to take a big step back from everything, big step back from Durham, step back from you know no, you know, you know primary care, step back from surgery, step back just step back from everything and just think. Why am I in the? Why was I in medical school in the first place? Why was I in medicine in the first place? What about medicine really interested me, right? And I think, and that's something that I think for anyone who's a medical student, who's a trainee, who's wherever you are in whatever stage of your career, what is that spark? What drives it, right? And for me, it was about, you know, like I said, understanding how do the disease processes work, right? How do you understand kind of the underpinnings of, you know, what does this present as? What does this disease look like? How you can differentiate, you know, process A from process B from so on and so forth, right? And I think really having that understanding of things and um, while it being visual, right, while it being kind of a multimodal, having a multifaceted understanding of, you know, implementing, you know, different organ systems and different tests and different possible histories. It just through kind of just thinking about that, you know, pathology as a topic it's just like that's what pathology is, and I reached yep. out, you know, to my the you know a guy who taught pathology. He was a pathologist at MSU, and um, he became a huge mentor to me. I think during my internship, and uh, you know, when I kind of expressed my thoughts to him, probably about you know a, I don't know however many, probably a month and a half or so, a month or so after uh, the match back in 2022, he said, you know, Casey, you can do pathology as residency. Right. I was like, you can. I didn't know that. And and lo and behold, that's apparently a problem pretty nationwide at many med schools. Yeah. Uh countrywide, you know, Canada as well. Apparently worldwide as well, from everything I've kind of seen and heard and both anecdotally and I think from what peer reviewed, you know, literature says, right? Yeah. That's so, you know. It's it's something that uh, it's it, it was kind of again a light bulb moments, but I try to go off gut feelings and things happen for whatever the reasons are. But I just you know I figured you know what let's do this. I, I, I caught a spark. I had so much fun learning about pathology through social media and virtual remote means, and even when you know having a chance to do some in person stuff, you know at ASCP back in 2022, and you know now in residency, it's just it's it's been a blast and. Definitely, I think a lot happier um, from the standpoint of you know a sense of purpose again, a sense of fulfillment again from a career aspect. Okay, that actually says a lot. Having that sense of f- fulfillment, uh, like like you just mentioned, like that's important. And I think mm-hmm. not everybody has that in, and not only in medicine, but in uh, you know a lot of jobs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 you know I, I think I'm now kind of at that that stage of of my career of my of my life, frankly, where. You know, I'm, I'm happily engaged. Um, you know, my uh, fiance, she uh, she just she matched at uh, you know a family medicine residency that's within the same health system as I am, and and we're we're going to work about 15 or so miles away from one another. What uh-huh. uh, right? And it's it's you know going to get married next year, and who knows? You know, hopefully, kids in the next couple of years. You know, as we kind of get through residency here, but I think that part of my life um, is starting to become, I think, very real. Right. And I think one thing that I, I think it's very important 
you know, especially, you know, you know, you know, you know if, if within any job in healthcare is that you have fulfillment, you know, within what you do. And you also learn how to, I think, compartmentalize, you know, your, your, you know, your, your life, your personal life outside of work and what you do in work and know how to separate them accordingly and try to have fulfillment and embrace both ends, which is a very hard thing to do. So, you know, I think part of my movement to pathology as well is kind of understanding that where I was doing within medicine, what I was doing within my internship, it just, it didn't fulfill me, right? There's a lot of things that just didn't bring that level of fulfillment. And I think that's true within anyone who goes into medical school, right? You go through a bunch of different rotations and you try to see, you know, what work can I see myself doing? What brings me joy? What doesn't bring me joy? What can I tolerate? What can I not tolerate? From both, you know, a you know a medicine standpoint, also just a work standpoint, right? And you know, what can you see realistically? You know, doing for the next ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. You know, what can I realistically see myself doing as both a doctor and as a dad and as a husband? You know, and the brother, a son, and all that other stuff. So, a lot of things really went into consideration, and I think that's something that's going to be a balance that I'll, you know, for a very long time learning how to hopefully maintain. Sure. Sure. Okay. I like that. That's, that's some really good advice right there. And I, I think uh, for a lot of people, pro- probably for just about anybody going into medicine, those are things to yeah. think about. That's great. That's great. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is uh, the digital communications fellowship. Cause, cause yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Wanted, I think you were like one of the first, what cohorts did you were the first cohort to do that, right? I think se- second, second cohort. Okay. Second cohort. Okay. Now this is yeah. run through or in conjunction with the pathologist magazine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, kind of the way that the fellowship worked is that uh, so this is the second cohort, and it was uh, you know it was it was through the pathologist magazine, um, and Dr. Michael Schubert, who he he was one I think one of the editors for the pathologist magazine. I think they had, and they had parted ways since. Yeah. Um, but also with uh, Dr. Cameron Mirza, who you know he's a math pathologist, very well known on Path Twitter, Path Social Media, Path Anywhere's. Um, yep. But the two of them kind of head up, you know, no, no, led this series of like once every other week, once every you know two, three weeks, you know, remote social media based, you know, lectures and sessions. And with de- different guest speakers from, you know, literally internationally, you know, you know, from, you know, Dr. Jerry Gardner, Dr. Ann Booth, Dr. Sanjay Mukhopadhyay, um, you know, you know, some, 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 I think, very prominent names on social media, right? And, um, you know, Dr. Sam Lagavi, you know, um, but they all have like a different topic of how can you use social media? How can you use online platforms to, I think, really promote the profession, to speak the profession, to promote professionalism as well as engagements, as well as, you know, advocacy, mentorship, you know, education, so on and so forth, throughout these different modalities and means. And which was what was awesome, I think, about this fellowship was that, you know, I was in a class of four other fellows and we were were all in different stages of our training in different parts of the world. You know, Mexico, Mexico, Italy, you know, Ukraine. Pakistan. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it, w- it was a virtual international fellowship by pathologists and pathology related personnel for pathologists, pathology trainees, pathology related personnel. It's, it's the, the theory in itself, I think, was just awesome. What was great was that during my internship, you know, I, I was able to set aside a little bit of time. Not that much time, you know, because I know patient care is number one, you know, especially during a residency and you know, what we do with our lines of work. Sure. Um, 
but I was able to, you know, you know, again, work my schedule around the fellowship and and the fellowship to work its schedule around, you know, my myself as well as everyone else involved. So it, it was a cool, it's a very cool experience. Okay. I see. Now I, I kind of want to get into like, what, what sort of things did you learn in this fellowship? Like what is, it was like mostly about social media or was there more to it? Yeah. So it was essentially kind of looking at some of these you know, different uh, social media figures, you know, like, like you know, Dr. Jared Garner, right? Dr. Adam Booth, you know, Dr. Sanjay Mukhopadhyay, Sam Lagavi, you know, how do you, you use, how do you perform a tweetorial, for instance, right? What is, what, what is professionalism on social media, right? What are some things you can post on? How do you ethically post on them? What are some things you should not post on? You know, how do you maintain a professional footprint while also being engaging and trying, you know, and being, um, you know, on, on par with, you no know, social media lingo, from a standpoint of, you know, being exciting and engaging and fun for pathologists, for trainees, for students, but also understanding that, you know, patients and the public can also see what you do on social media. So you just got to be careful, right? You know, how do you do, like, how do you run a journal club, you know, on social media? You know, it's that, that's kind of, you know, how do you, how do you run, you know, make your, you know, these pathology related videos? How do you run a YouTube channel? You know, now you're getting into things such as like TikTok and Instagram. How can you even make like these little digital shorts? So th- that was kind of along those lines of more on the focus of social media, but looking from the standpoint of how can you leverage social media? How can you leverage these different platforms to, uh, you know, you know, you know, highlight pathology? Um, and I think in a very unique way. And that's one of the unique things about pathology as a field is, you don't, you know, a lot of the stuff, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's de-identified patient information. And that's kind of the key. If you have a gross specimen, as long as it's not like tattoos, as long as, you know, if things are not, you know, a very rare case, as long as you're being conscientious of when you post and what you post on, you know, histology itself. Again, if it's, if it's, you know, maybe hopefully it's not the rarest of cases, or if you wait a year or so, but, but there's, but just kind of learning how and when to do your posts, to do the social media stuff and, and again, ethically, morally, and making it engaging and fun. So just kind of just picking up a couple of t- you know, tips and tricks of the trade, if you will. Okay, that makes sense. And, you know, pathology is, it, it sort of, it, it makes sense that it would be used, that you could use social media to, to uh, share pathology because of, you know, it's a visual field. And especially yeah. things like Instagram, TikTok, you know, having visual things and videos and things like that. That makes sense that that pathology could do that. And that's that's a really great idea to to share it in that way and like raise awareness for the field. Yeah, and absolutely. If you think about it, I mean, we all went through COVID, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to rehash, you know, the bad couple of years I think a lot of people had, right? But there's one thing that I think COVID, you know, from everything I've seen and learned, and just experience is that, especially within pathology, because it's the nature of the field, right? You know, you 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 can learn pathology really anywhere's at any time, and frankly, for free, right? With social media, if you really think about, it, right, it, it doesn't cost you anything to create a Twitter account. Although, okay, caveats now with the whole Mustang, right, right. and now you can get the blue check mark. But still, I don't pay for my Twitter account. A lot of people don't. And you can still, it's still Twitter at the end of the day. It's still path Twitter, I feel, at the end of the day, right? And you also have, you still have Facebook, you still have Instagram, you know. 
Um, you know, you know, knowledge in, knowledge out, which disclosure, I'm an ambassador for also disclosure. I don't make any money for saying any of this. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I think it's a cool platform, but it's a similar idea. You know, it's a place where you can upload or pathologists upload digital slides. You have these you know, amazing cases, whether they're extraordinary, just rares, unknowns, or they're just, no, you know, they're still, you know, cases that any pathology residents training faculty should know, should know and come across so on and so forth, right? But there's, there's ways that I think, you know, especially in you know, certain parts of the world, you don't have the resources, right? They might not have textbooks. Um, but if you have internet access, you can download Twitter, and then you can follow all these social media figures and, and who are also pathologists, pathology assistants, you know, lab personnel, you name it, and come away with a free fellowship level education. Why can that not be the reality, right? For, for not a lot of money, medical school is expensive, why does it have to be, right? Uh-huh. So I think this digital communications fellowship, it's, 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 I think learning about and how can we do medical education, how can we do pathology education in a non-traditional new light, new form. And um, you know, I think that's something that's really opened my eyes up because I like having my schedule. I like having flexibility. What human would want that, right? Yeah. Um, so, so it's, 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 it's hopefully, uh, you know, continue to learn and grow and, and, and see what social media and these different online platforms can, I think, offer us and offer the field, um, you know, as we go forward. It, it sure has been interesting to watch that develop over, over a number of years and how it, it just keeps getting more popular and more people are getting involved. And it's great to see. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can, you can, and you can connect with one. I mean, we're connecting right now and I know we're over a screen and we're hours away, but like, why, why can't this still not, you know, be just a fun human interaction? Yes. We still love to meet, love to meet you in person someday. I hope, hopefully I think we will at some point. Right. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but why, why cannot this, you know, this not be okay. Right. right. No, it is okay. Hey, actually we can make it awesome. Still have fun with it. Still have energy with it. Still be ourselves, you know, over Twitter, still be yourself over Kiko, still be yourself over Instagram, over what have you. But, you know, again, with social media, you know, ethical concerns, medical legal concerns, just be smart about it. Common sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. This is the People of Pathology podcast with our guest, Dr. Casey Shuko. We'll be right back. If you're trying to understand the ever-changing world of digital pathology and image analysis, there's a new course that can help you, Pathology 101 for Tissue Image Analysis. Now, this course was created by Dr. Alexandra Zhurov, who you might remember from episode 53 of this podcast. She also writes the Digital Pathology Place blog and hosts the Digital Pathology Podcast. Pathology 101 for Tissue Image Analysis aims to bridge the gap between computer science and pathology and explains some of the complicated concepts in image analysis. You can sign up for this course by following the link in the show notes. LabVine is an interactive online learning platform where laboratory professionals learn, develop, and discover by sharing knowledge and building on each other's experience. The platform provides global access to internationally accredited laboratory-specific courses and other resources developed by lab specialists, like us, for the laboratory industry. LabVine is free to sign up, and you can use the link in the show notes to get started. Now back to Dr. Casey Shuko on the People of Pathology podcast. Uh, now, as part of the fellowship, then I, you started a podcast, which I think you started yeah. in March of this year. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's talk about that. How'd you come up with the idea for the bone and soft tissue pathology podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the basis behind the podcast and it was just, it was a pilot's trial. Let's see what happens. No experience was that, you know, I, I looked through podcast. No, I'm like, I, li- I like listening to podcasts, right? I was driving for my internship, like 45, 50 minutes to work back and forth every day. And and I was just looking through podcasts and I thought to myself, man, I'm interested in bone soft tissue. It's a really, it's, it's, it's a, a very, I think, a niche field. And there's not really podcasts regarding bone soft tissue. A lot of other social media means, you know, you know Dr. Gardner, again, Path Twitter, um, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. But just a podcast in itself where people talk about diagnoses, conditions, so on and so forth. Why can't we just try it? Let's see what happens. I have an interest, you know, in this field. I want to learn more about it. So reached out to a bunch of people, pathologists, you know, through social media, trainees, you know, medical students, see if we can get some study guides together. I'll put together the episodes. We'll base it off the who, you know, the WHO, because uh, that's not the blue book. That's a gold standard, right? And um, let's just see what happens going condition by condition. Put out a couple episodes. I think I got, I think a pretty cool response from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, now that I've, I've started Path Residency, I'm taking a little bit of a pause in the podcast to kind of, you know, reevaluate things, see what we can do different, possibly, you know, evolving it to something else um, within the bone soft tissue realm. Um, that's a, a to be determined conversation. But nevertheless, I figured it was a, uh, you know, I had this digital communications fellowship. I learned about podcasting. You know, Dr. Michael Arnold, uh, for instance, was one of our, our faculty persons. And, you know, with the Path Pod, you know, podcast, definitely got a lot of good tips and tricks from him, as well as other faculty, right? So sure. it was, why, why not? It's worth a shot. You know, if you can articulate it, that's half the battle in pathology, right? You got to be able to describe what you see, right? Yeah. So... I, I think it was a way to kind of get that ball rolling. And uh, I think it's already, I'm seeing it kind of help me as I'm learning how to grow specimens right now. You know, just your basics, appendix, gallbladder, but you got to be able to describe what you see. And can you paint that visual mental picture? So that was, that was a lot of the ideas behind it. And it was, it's been really, it's been a fun experience. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the podcasting thing, uh, you know, with me personally and with the, I think the topic itself evolves. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're starting something new, a, a podcast, which I, we talked on the phone before, and this is something that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And so you pick a, not only pathology, but one of the most complicated subspecialties within pathology. So like, <laughs> I like a challenge, Dennis. Okay. What can I say? I like a challenge. Okay. I was going to say, like, it's, like you couldn't have made it any harder for yourself. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment okay. and, and I say that and it's funny and, and part of the, um, and, and, and I'm right, wrong or indifference. I, this is how I am. I'm a person of, um, I try to go with my gut feeling. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go with the gut feeling. Trust your gut. Right. You might be wrong. Sometimes we're all going to be wrong. We're human. Right. Um, yeah. but if you trust your gut, you try to live life, you try to follow your passions that way. It, it, it ultimately, it works out. You know, have some faith, say your prayers. But I think ultimately it works out, right? And, um, you know, as I was kind of getting, you know, looking through social media as I started my internship and just, just taking this superficial, but I think hopefully deep enough dive into a bunch of different fields like neuropath, um, you know, GI path, uh, you know, you know, what, you know, 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 you know
remember listening to this uh, um, um, podcast uh, episode, and uh, and again, shout you know, Dr. Gardner. I'm definitely a huge fan of his work because you know we everyone's seen those social media posts everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, he he was talking about um, you know just just the sarcoma pathology, right? And and I think the terms rare and esoteric, you know, is kind of how he described a lot of the specimens, right? A lot a lot of those tumors. And it's just, there's something about that. I think just maybe it's philosophically, maybe it's uh, not ideologically, but just understanding or trying to understand what is just seemingly so hard or, or, or just very challenging to comprehend, you know, it'll be 30 years down the road and I'm still not going to understand bone soft tissue pathology, possibly, probably. And I like that. Okay. Because that's what makes it fun and engaging. You know, I feel like once you kind of, if you feel like you've gotten to this pinnacle of, man, I know it, then, then what are you doing? You know, yeah. at least that's how I, that's how I think that's the, that's the football growth mindset in me, you know? Yeah. So I want, I want, I want, I want, I want a, a career long, a lifelong um, growth educational fun exciting engaging challenge where i'm never going to feel that i've hit that final point until i retire hopefully okay you know and that's just kind of how i think of it you know and i think hopefully that's what can make medicine fun and i think that's what makes bone and soft tissue at least from what i'm seeing early on um just an, an intriguing exciting engaging field and, and just in pathology in general pathology in general but within but the rare and esotericness you know just things about bone and soft tissue that's 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 it's jumped out at me so far okay okay uh, that that makes sense to me it's like yeah there's always going to be more to learn and once you feel like you've yeah maybe you've learned everything or most things uh, then you know there's there's another you know another edition of whatever book and you, there's more classifications of things or, yeah, yeah. Now molecular and all you have these, these sub classifications and and also and now that i'm i'm thinking about you know Gosh, well, what's the first couple of stands? What, what couple of stands are you going to order first? What's the first thing you're going to order? Are you going to order a stand at all? Are you just going to, you have to make sure you look at the imaging, right? And now it's like, well, what molecular tests are we going to go after, right? Could be this molecular test where you have these group of small blue round cell tumors to consider. Is it one of these potential? I feel like it's one of those where as I'm starting to kind of just, just learn basics and the fundamentals, but starting to slowly dive deeper into that waterfall of uh, fountain of, you know, glacier of knowledge. It's um, I sense the excitement early on as I kind of start to you know, you know learn about uh, these different tumors, and I think that's something that's you know has really caught my attention. You know, one of the things that I really like about your podcast is you're kind of you're starting at the beginning, and you even I think you even say it in one of your first or second episode. You're like, look, I'm not an expert. I'm just starting to learn about these things, and it's almost like you're inviting the audience to learn about these things with you. As you're learning mm -hmm. them, you can sort of help, maybe help teach the audience a little bit. And we're all sort of yeah. learning together. Was that like an intentional thing? A hundred percent. Because it's, it's, it's true, man. I'm not, I'm not an expert, mm -hmm. you know? And it's funny. I think in the 30 years, hopefully, I, you know, 30 years down from the road from now, I'll probably still tell you the same thing. I don't feel like an expert, you know? Whether it's part imposter syndrome, because I feel like that happens to a lot of people, right? It's like, oh my gosh, do I really know what I'm doing oh, in yeah. medicine? But also, but also, it's just kind of true. Right? I mean, I'm I'm just starting residency. I did an internship, you know. I but I think I have um I have excitements, you know. I think I've had tremendous tremendous help and support, um, from a lot of individuals who I think made this podcast experience possible. Right, the DCF Pathology Crew, 
you know, uh, you know, a shout out to Dr. Gardner, to Dr. John Hanho, you know, uh, founder of Kiko, right? Um, and, and just so many others through social media. It, it's funny. I never, I never joined Twitter, for instance, right? Until I started, you know, trying to learn about pathology, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's why I, I wrote this whole thing on Path Twitter for, um, for archives, you know, pathology and lab medicine, because I thought, you know, you know, for people who, for medical students who, Man, I, I I don't know what I want to do, but I love learning about the body. I love learning about you know how disease processes work and and and, and where should I go with all this, right? It's it's not a bad field to consider, you know, you know it, it's it's maybe you're not seeing as many people in person, patients wise, but every tissue you see, man, that's some that's somebody that that's some, that's somebody's you know no no prostate chips, that's somebody's skin biopsy. Um, somebody's brain biopsy, you know, this is somebody, you know, this is somebody's blood that we're looking at underneath the microscope. You know, it's, it's, I think your role in helping people and helping others, it's a very appreciated role. I think you can do a lot. I think you can help out a lot and maybe just a, a different way, which is, 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 in my opinion, a very fantastic way that, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm tired at the end of the day, but I'm not drained. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I feel like I did something that fulfilled me and, and, and 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 you know it's it's it, you know I want to do it again the next day, and I think that's important. I think that's important in this field, right? And I think finding what it is you want to see and learn about every day. You know, for me early on, I mean, you know, learning about the skin, learning about the bone, learning about the soft tissue. You know, it's just uh, hey, whatever your gut tells you, just 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 go with it. You you'll be right somehow. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's good. That's good. So we've talked about the podcast and you mentioned Kiko and we, we talked a bit about Twitter. I mean, these are ways that, mm-hmm. that we're, you know, you're trying to increase uh, medical students exposure to pathology, which I know is, yeah. is a pretty big interest of yours as well. Yeah. Or, and I, and you're, you're involved in some other ways to do this too. Like for, I guess, first of all, why is this important to you? And then let's get into some of the other ways that you're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny. I think about, um, you know, as I said, I played sports, right? You know, I had the whole football conversation, but I think there's a, I think there's a lot of similarities, right? And I think, I think, you know, coaching is something that, you know, it maybe if, if my kids play football down the road, I'll coach them or if they play sports or whatever, I'll, I'll be a coach from that standpoint uh, at some point, who knows, right? Just talking and thinking out loud. Um, but I, I think having like a coach, you know, and what we do, and I think having that type of relationship where you have someone who's been through the ropes, who has the experience, who you're trying to learn from them, from their actual experience, right? Textbooks and videos, those are all important, but just learn from experience, trips to the trade. And then you learn that, you learn the traditions, you learn the cultures, and then a couple of years down the road, hopefully you can pass that down to somebody else. That tradition-based mindset, tradition-based I think integration field, however you want to call it, I think that's important. I think that's important in medicine, right? And I think it's important in pathology because again, I think, I think there are legitimate concerns about you know lack of exposure, right? Or concerns of like are are enough people seeing what you know pathologists actually do, what pathology assistants actually do, right. what labs you no know, lab scientists actually do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, I mean, I, I worked to, you know, I did a year of internship, right. And I, I was on the side where I saw them, I saw patients face to face all day, every day in the hospital, out of the hospital, but also talking with them about their lab tests, talking with them about their biopsies and talking with them about, it's like, you have any idea kind of like how this all operates and works, 
know, I'm talking to my other interns in my intern class. Do you have any idea how these things operate? It's, it's just, it's, it's, I think the lack of this general awareness is something that, um, you know, I think this is an awesome field. It's a field I think it's given me a new life. It's given me where, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, as I become a, a father, husband, you know, I think I'm going to be able to help, you know, provide, you know, for patients, provide for others in a ways that fulfill me, that hopefully help others, but also, you know, you know help out my family as well, help out my community, right? And, and, and I think that's something that, to me, from a very big picture standpoint, I think that's what pathology is. I'm starting to see it kind of off for me right now. So I think being able to help other medical students, to help other students, to help other, you know, you name it, just get some exposure into the field and just get a couple of things and learn what it's about and kind of, you know, talk down or what's the word I'm looking for? Those misconceptions of what pathologists do. Oh yeah. Um, just to show that it's a more, it's just a more, it's, it's a more exciting field. It's a more engaging field. And, and, and you're talking to a lot more people than you may realize. I like it. That's, that's great. And you're, and you're, you're right. It's, you know, you said this is an awesome field. I totally agree. I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing this, this podcast in the first place. I love talking about exactly. it and love, love talking about the people talking to the people in the field, you know, cause mm-hmm. everybody's so interesting. So yeah, I, I like the idea of getting the word out more to more people and having more people discover what, what an awesome field this is. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely, and and no, it's crazy. Like today was my um my, my second full day of like grossing, right? And I, I never grossed a specimen before, really, in, in my life. You know, I've seen grossing be done. Okay. You know, um, and uh, no, or my next, in my, and, and I'm gonna put a huge shout out to the chief residents of my program, who they have done such a tremendous job of kind of walking me through how to gross a specimen, because that's where you know you get the specimen, you got yeah, turn it into you know very you know, small pieces of tissue that you're going to look at underneath the microscope. And just like, I think the appreciation that I have for pathology assistance now for the, or, or for anyone who just does a bunch, who does a bunch of, it's just like, mm-hmm. man, that level of mentorship. And like, now I feel a lot more confidence two days after, and I still have a long ways to go, but you know, it's just one of those types of fields where, you know, you need to have that coaching. You need to have that uh, camaraderie. And, but yeah, you can have a lot of fun with it. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I, 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 you know, having done some placentas today, um, I, 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 you know, gross placenta. And I thought to myself, this kind of looks like cutting a steak. And I'm not going to look at steaks <laughs> the same way now. Whether that's right, wrong. Um, you, you're, just, not the first per- you're not the first person to think that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but, but, um, but, uh, but no, the, the, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a different way you can have fun and, 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 and help others. And, you know, that's, just, that's all we're trying to do at the end of the day, have fun, work hard, or have fun, work hard, help others and, you know, kind of know, go on with your life and, and, and just enjoy doing so. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's a great message. Uh, that's a great place to end, I think. So uh, th- this has been a really interesting conversation. I appreciate getting to know you a little bit more and yeah, I hope, uh, sometime in the future and maybe not too distant future, we can meet in person. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, Dr. Casey Shuko, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. If you're looking for another episode of the People of Pathology podcast to check out after this one, here's a clip from my interview with Dr. Amanda Herman as we talk about some of the problems with applying for fellowships. Uh, And at their first meeting, they were talking about fellowships. And they were like, well, you know, uh, people are complaining. uh, And I was like, well, I can tell you my experience because at the time, 
I was a second year resident, about to be a third year resident. And I'm like, this is, this is when I'm supposed to be applying for fellowship. I feel completely not unprepared, but like, I really don't want to make this decision right now. I have only, I'm only halfway through residency. I have not seen everything. How do I know that I don't want to be a pediatric pathologist? I'm not going to see pediatric pathology till my fourth year. You know, maybe this is, this is another one of those missed opportunities that, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just not ready to make that decision right now. And I told that to them at the meeting. I said, this is, this is how we're feeling right now. I'm, I'm a representative resident. I'm here to tell you, we hate that we have to decide so early. You can hear the rest of my conversation with Dr. Amanda Herman in episode 136. All right. Great big thanks to Dr. Casey Shuko. Now, I hope you could hear the excitement in his voice when he was talking about bone and soft tissue pathology. And if you couldn't, you know, just go and listen to the episode again. But I love the fact that he's excited about what he's doing, and he's excited about the fact that he's going to be learning about this field and his subspecialty for probably his entire career. And I think that's probably true for all of us. I mean, like I said in the interview, there's always something new to learn, and that's what keeps this field so interesting. And of course, I always enjoy talking to another podcaster. So please go check out the Bone and Soft Tissue Pathology podcast. You can find links to that and everything else that we talked about today in the show notes. Don't forget, you can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at People of Path or just connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you for continuing to share the show with others. Together, let's inspire the next generation of pathologists and laboratory professionals. This show is a member of Health Podcast Network which connects listeners with conversations and stories about health, care, and well-being. You can find a link in the show notes to Health Podcast Network. And while you're there, check out some of their other interesting podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Dennis Strank, and I'll talk to you next time on the People of Pathology podcast.